Good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome to Rick and Emma Podcast, the show that we talk about life's problems that may break or tear a heart apart. On Reconnect My Heart, we discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad you're able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, or if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call us at 516-453-9118. That's 516-453-9118. Or you can go online at www dot blog talk dot com forward slash reconnect my heart matter of fact i'm gonna put a pause on that right quick um number one i had some technical difficulties and i want to make sure that i got everything linked up didn't realize that uh i didn't have everything plugged up to my website so now i got it going got everything together okay good Okay, um, I know uh, this might be a, a late addition, but I appreciate y'all for uh, being there. I wanted to make sure that I gave people enough time to watch the game, watch the Super Bowl game. But uh, I'm, we're here now. We're here now. Uh, also, I gave the uh, telephone number, I believe, for those who may want to chime in. 516-453-9118 or you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart podcast or you can go to our website which is brotherprater.com you can go to excuse me uh, brotherprater.com I'm sorry it's reconnectmyheartpodcast.com when you go on there, you can see the video version, or for those who may be on social media, you can go on my Facebook page or my YouTube channel at Brother Prater. B-O-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, Pierce and Paul, R-A-T-S and Tom, E-R. Also, I want to share with y'all, uh, it was important for me to get on here because I wanted to uh, share some things with you. First of all, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, thank you all. Like I said, I know this is uh, later than our regular scheduled time. Excuse <clears throat> me, but I wanted to make sure to come on here. I didn't want to miss uh, tonight. I, I don't like missing any uh, episodes unless there's something that's beyond my control. And so I did not want to miss. I didn't mind delaying, but I did not want to um, stop it <clears throat> for this week. First and foremost, I want to say thank you all for y'all prayers and support, not just for today, but throughout the existence of this program. Ashley, the reason why I wanted to make sure I was on here today, because today is five years that we have started this program, five years. is Ashley, yesterday made the fifth year I started uh, my first podcast February the 12th of 2017 and so I was thinking about you know what am I going to speak about what am I going to speak about on today and I was kind of torn I was like hmm and then it hit me my first episode was February the 12th 
2017. But my purchase of this platform was September of 2016. Okay, I purchased this platform September of 2016, but I waited to February the 12th of 2017 to actually start it. Matter of fact, I could have started right when I purchased it. But what happened? That particular year, I went through a whole lot. And those that know me, I love being transparent because I want people to see the man behind the pulpit. Because to be honest with you, I'm just like you. You know, us as ministers, we talk about faith. We encourage people. We tell people to trust God. And God gave me an assignment to purchase this platform for me to be able to uh, use as a, a ministering tool. And so I purchased it September of 2016. And I had already, you know, told God I was going to do it. And I eventually went on and did it September 2016. But instead of me starting the program right then and there, I waited. I waited. I waited. Why? Because I was nervous. Why? Hmm. I allowed fear to paralyze me. That was that year, 2016 was was a troubling year for me. I lost a great friend of mine. Those that uh, know, I don't mind sharing with you all. Uh, Ashley, she was the one that made it public. I like I like to uh, keep my friendship with people. Those that some people would consider celebrities or whatever. Um, but uh, Denise Matthews, I lost a great friend of mine December. Matter of fact, uh, February of 2016. Um, her name was Denise Matthews. Uh, those that from the 80s, they may know her as uh, the singer Vanity. But uh, Denise Matthews, evangelist Denise Matthews, was a great friend of mine. And uh, we lost her that year. And then... Two months later, I lost my hero, <laughs> Prince. Along with that, actually, uh, earlier uh, April, I ended up uh, going to going through crazy situation, um, and then we lost Prince and. Um, it was just a lot of things. I, I was really, I allowed myself to be deeply affected by it. <clears throat> even went through, um, it, it's actually was because of, um, you know, one of the things I always take pride in, I always take pride in my character. I believe in being a man of ethics, a man of morality, and when it comes down to someone tarnishing or trying to tarnish my character, um, it's one thing to be true. It's another thing to just be a bold-faced lie. And might as well say it, I went through a, uh, it wasn't church hurt, but it was a person within the church that supposed to be respecting somebody I never met before, but he ended up um, uh, saying some uh, just 
mean things and also causing a relationship I was in to end. And so long story short, and this is not to knock the young lady, but, um, you know, thank God for everything. And since then, I ended up uh, forgiving. He was a minister. Uh, but during that time, 2016, it was a lot. It was a lot. And then being able to uh, have my 25th class reunion, I had that. That was a great highlight for my life. And so I began to just reflect and, you know, I was like, should I do it? Should I do it? Okay, God, I'm going to do it. So I signed up for it uh, September 2016. But I signed up for it. That's what I wanted me to do. But that's all I did was sign up. I didn't do the other part, the work. And so one of the things I allowed the fear, I allowed all this stuff, you know, to stop me. And one of the things I always think about, even when I accept my calling to ministry, God told me um, delayed obedience is still disobedience. God told me not only delayed obedience, but sometimes we have to look at it. Partial obedience is still disobedience. And so October 2016, uh, November, December, January, and so now February is coming. And I was like, okay, God, I'm 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 actually wasting my money purchasing this platform, but I'm not doing what you have me to do. God forgive me. And he said, do it Sunday, right this Sunday. And I'm like, really? Okay, I'll do it. What do you want me to talk about? And so he showed me that Valentine was going to be two days away. And so my first episode of Reconnect of My Heart was, I believe it was called Celebrating Valentine Without a Valentine. And so that was the beginning. Now, for those who may listen to some of the earlier versions of Reconnect My Heart, you know, um, it was a little different. <laughs> but I thank God since then, God has given me the confidence, not in my own ability, but within his ability. And so even with that now, I'm actually, there have been some changes where I'm more vocal, I'm more transparent, and also, um, at first, this was just an audio version, an audio-only podcast, and so during that time, um, the video version came about March of 2019, and I had always planned on having this to be a video podcast, but once again, uh, I didn't know how, so I ended up buying some green screen and all that stuff, and I was trying to figure out how I was going to do it. And in the midst of me trying to figure out how I was going to do it, to try to study, uh, I ended up losing my sister. And so um, the next episode that I decided to do after me losing my sister was to talk about domestic violence. And this time, even if it was um, not perfect, Go ahead and be seen because I wanted people to put a face to the voice and also for me to be able to just go back and just tell people, thank you. Thank you so much for the love and support. And so with that being said, all of that that I explained, it made me think about today. Of course, we could talk about 
preparing yourself for Valentine tomorrow is Valentine for those who celebrate Valentine. You know, regardless if you have someone or not, hey, happy Valentine to you. Valentine is actually every day. We know they just commercialize it, but, you know, if you have someone that you love, you have a significant other, hey, you need to show them love every day, uh, godly love. And then also um, speak about uh, Black History Month. You know, talk about a lot of these things. And But like I said, I felt the need to just encourage someone who may be on the verge of doing something, thinking about doing something, but just plain scared. And you know what? Like I said, I want to just for me to come on here to tell y'all, when God tell you to do something, don't try to figure it out. Just go ahead and do it. A lot of times what happens when we try to figure out things, that's what hinders us because we're trying to figure it out within our own ability. So with that being said, today's episode is called Stop Stalling Stop Stop Stalling and Start Hauling. Stop Stalling and Start Hauling. Overcoming the fear of your purpose. You know, when you really think about it, God had already planned out our purpose in our life, even before we came to the scene. But what happened a lot of times, we look at that huge mountain thinking that it's our responsibility to climb it. And that climbing consists of you trying to come up with the plans that you're supposed to be uh, um, using into your purpose. You're trying to orchestrate everything. It's your responsibility to create something to help you along this way. That's the way we think sometimes. Let's be real. Somebody right now may be watching and God told them to do something and they trying to scratch their head. They losing sleep trying to figure out how in the world they're going to do it when God told them to do it. Listen, we serve a God that will not only communicate with you on what to do, but he will also give the provisions to do it and the instructions on how to do it. I mean, if you really think about it, sometimes we shortchange God. If you really think about it, God be telling us to do things. And what happened a lot of times we think about, well, you know, we, we see, we think about what we don't have instead of what we do have. But most importantly, we don't think about who we have. We just look at our own ability, our own resource. But forget we serve a God that is the source. I'm telling you from personal experience. Now, of course, it's easy for us to be able to look at, well, you know, uh, uh, all you got to do is just have faith. And guess what? I'm one of the main ones to tell people what God says. But what we have to do as ministers, as people, as believers, we have to remind people not just on what we tell them, but also we have to remind ourselves of what God told us. See, the same God that tells us things to tell people, a lot of time it's not just for them, it's for all of us. We have to remember that. Don't you know God is able to speak to all of us all at once? God is no respect to person. You know, I'll think about it. God can give you the ability, the strength to do something. But why do we think when God can give somebody else 
the strength of the ability to do something, why do we think that God can't do it for us? Oh, you know what? Maybe because of our past. Maybe because of our failures. Maybe because of our lack of experience. Maybe because we're not, in our eyesight, we're not suitable for it. Think about Moses. Moses had that stuttering problem. Moses had a a speech impediment. But guess what? He ended up not just being a leader, but he was the one that was able to receive the law from God. He was able to lead the Israelites. He was able to do so much. God used him even doing his imperfections. But sometimes what happens, God uses those that would we would consider imperfect because he wants us to see that it ain't our ability. It's his ability that help us to do the things that he requires us to do or he wants us to do. One of the things I will say, God would never make you do something he would suggest. Why? Because God is a free will. God knows that we are free moral agents. And you know what? He made us that way. The devil forces. Anytime there is pressure, anytime there's a pressure to do something, we need to examine it because what happened a lot of times, the devil would try to force us to do something or apply pressure for us to do something. So that failure would discourage us for the future. You know, when you look at it, how many times have we have thought about doing something? But we think about, oh, man, well, I don't have no high school diploma. I don't have no uh, uh, education. I don't have no college degree. We think about everything that we don't have. We make excuses for our failure. We never, if you really think about it, we make excuses for why we shouldn't do it, even though God told us to do it. There's something to think about. And, you know, and I'll tell y'all this, and I got this from my daddy, for those that know me, you know, my daddy always had a work shirt, and he always had pens and a pad in his shirt pocket. And every time he get ready to talk to us, he'll always get that notepad out. Let me show you something. And be writing me, I'm like, oh, my gosh. But that same kid that was making fun of him, that he got to draw out everything and write out everything, now I understand. I do the same thing. See, a lot of times what we got to do, we got to be ready for God to give us some deposits. I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you this story. Have you ever gotten ready to go to the bank to make a deposit and they end up being closed? There are some banks that would not, not only allow you to withdraw some money from the ATM, but would allow you to deposit some. But all of them are not like that. All ATMs will not allow you to make a deposit. So in other words, there's only a short amount of time. There, You have to find out what the banking hours are for you to be able to make a deposit into your account. You can withdraw money 24-7, but you can't make a deposit 24-7, not in all banks. And so, unlike banks, God would deposit something into us 24-7. God will 
deposit a word or some nuggets to that will really blow your mind at any time. Sometimes what happens, God will deposit, but we're not even conscious or alert of him dropping some nuggets into us because we are distracted. Either the devil distracts us or we allow ourselves to be distracted by things or by people. And so with that, what caught my attention, sometimes God wants us to just get somewhere and be quiet for us to hear from him. Why? Because you think about it. Whenever God want to talk to us, that's the time for us to receive some nuggets, some pearls, some va- something of value from him. G- Listen, God will never tell you something for your failure. Because why? Because you represent him. You're his child. You're his rep- representative. We are ambassadors. We are ambassadors, ambassadors of Jesus Christ. We are ambassadors. We are his representatives. So why in the world do you think that someone that we represent will cause us a failure, will cause us to fail in whatever area that, or even assignment that he wants us to operate in? There is no failure in God. There's only failure in us. So with that, Sometimes God wants us to be able to just take a chill pill and just, hmm, okay, okay. So with that, God wants us to be ready to receive the nuggets that he has for us to do. So the main thing I want to encourage you, if God told you to do something, first of all, write it down. I'm a big believer in writing things down. Write it down. And then whatever God tells you to do, Study it. This could be spiritually or even secularly. Whatever God has for you to do, study it. Do your homework. And also, even, even when you examine yourself and you know that it's of God, you gotta, like I said, you got to double check to make sure it is of God. Because a lot of times what happens, we get our feelings mixed up with the voice of God. We get our feelings confused with our faith. We get our feelings confused with the Spirit of God. And well, I had a feeling, or uh, I think God told me, listen, don't ever be uncertain. Don't make a move until you're 100% confident and verified that it was of God. Make sure that God tells you to do something and you verify the make sure that it's Him. Don't look at a circumstance that goes, you may be thinking, okay, well, God told me to do it, and God may be telling you don't do it. Or may, God may tell you to do it, but don't tell you to do it now. See, we have to be able to earn God's trust. Now, listen, God has already proven himself. We can trust God. God is reliable. But we need to be able to, have, me, we need to, be able to have God to trust us. And the first thing is supposed to be obedient to him. Obedient to him wholeheartedly. And then being obedient to him, whatever instructions that he has for us, we write it down. We take it seriously. And also in seeking him for the revelation, seeking him for those answers, seeking him for how to do it. See, one of the things I realized, you know, 
and I'm a seventies kid. A lot of time I remember growing up, we used to hear that song, Lord, don't move my mountain, but give me the strength to climb. And that is unscriptural. God never intended us to be mountain, listen, mountain climbers. He intended for us to be mountain movers. Let me say that again. God never intended for us to be mountain climbers. He intended for us to be mountain movers. What does that mean? That means God did not intend for you to climb no mountain. He intended for you to speak to the mountain and the mountain move. But unfortunately, what happened when the mountains of life and trouble comes, what happened? We end up moving instead of the mountain moving. So God is trying to teach us for us to be able to understand the principles within his word and to apply it to every situation in our life. God has so much more for us. But like I said, a lot of times we're the ones that are shortchanging ourselves. We're shortchanging what God has for us, and we're also shortchanging God and also shortchanging our identity in God. We had a Sunday school lesson today, which was so beautiful. A lot of times what happens when an identity is stolen from someone, that's the beginning of their failure right there. And so we can look at a variety doing history, a variety of people or uh, different people. They have lost their identity. But when you look at it from a spiritual standpoint, how many of us have given up our identity? Hmm. So now this is the time for us to be able to get our identity back. And that's, first of all, like I said, Studying God's word, spending quality time with him. And when you spend quality time with people, you realize who you really are. And you realize the relationship, how valuable that relationship is. And, you know, when you think about it, the more you begin to spend time with a person, be around a person, you begin to mimic them. You know, there are some things, there are some characteristics that you dig, you begin to mimic them. Well, you think about it. The more time we spend before God, we we should be mimicking him. What God say about a situation, we should say. How God feel about a situation, we should feel. How God expresses himself, we should. See, understand, God has given us the power and authority to trample over things. God has given us the power and authority to speak. See, that's why in the Bible it tells us, Whatever you be, excuse me, whatever you prohibit on on earth, it is prohibited in heaven. Whatever you allow on earth, you allow in heaven. So, how about we look at what God's word said about a situation, and trust and do it. So, with that, understand, if God told you to do something, He told you to. He told you to. Why? Because he trusts you, but also he already groomed us for it. God would never to God would never tell us to do something that he did not groom us for. And also, whatever God told us to do, that means that it's his responsibility to follow through with the results. If we are willing and obedient, we see the good of the land. 
if we are obedient to what God's word says, it is not our responsibility for success. It is his responsibility. But what happened, like I said, we try to figure out everything. Why figure it out? Just do it. And so with that being said, I thank God for this day. Like I said, five years, five years. You know, uh, those that know me, I feel more comfortable <laughs> uh, being in front of people to speak than sometimes being in a crowd of people in the middle of a crowd. And so I wanted to utilize this time for me to be transparent just to share with y'all. Don't let anything or anybody stop you from being obedient to God. I want each and every one of y'all to remember who you are in God. I want each and every one of you all, excuse me, I want each and every one of you all to think about whatever God told you to do, whatever God told you to do, did you put it on the back burner? Are you doing it? Are you active in what God told you to do? Or did you push it to the side? Okay. If you are continuing to work in it, God bless you. I'm praying for God to strengthen you. God gave you the endurance. God gave you the wisdom, the insight to do it and to continue to do it until he said it's done. But just in case you might have pushed it on the side, put it in the back burner, I want to encourage you right now. You will not get the peace that God has for you until you pick it up and start operating in it. Don't you know God has a way of reminding you that there are some work undone. One of the things I'm a firm believer in that I really take to heart, like when I'm at work, I don't like to leave when it's time to go. I like to leave when the job is finished, whichever is second. I'm If I get done before it's actually time for me to leave, then I'm going to leave at the time that I'm supposed to go. But there are some people that they ain't even finished, but it's time for them to go. And what they'll do, they'll abandon their assignment and leave. In other words, they'll leave their work undone. Believers understand that we're on an assignment. We're hired by God. True enough, when I'm at work, yes, I'm hired by Dallas County Sheriff's Department. But I'm actually employed by God. I'm I'm supposed to represent Christ everywhere I go. And don't worry about who's going to pay my funds. When I'm obedient, it's him. He's going to take care of it. And so the same God that has commissioned me has commissioned you. Like I said, each and every one of us has an assignment. Each and every one of us has an assignment. And so I want to encourage someone that may be watching They put things on hold because of their bad experience, their past experience, what people have said, all that stuff. And like I said, in some of the areas in my life, I did the same thing. But guess what? I realized that was a distraction. Anytime something will come that will even try to cause you to stop, it's a distraction. Sometimes it may not be a physical person. It may not be an object. Sometimes it can be our emotions. That's a distraction. I want to encourage each and every one of you for you to be able to look in the mirror and ask God 
Now, I'm not saying you're God, but I want you to look in the mirror, and then you tell God to empower that person that you see in the mirror to do and accomplish what God has you to do. Like I said, God knew you before you were in your mother's womb. God knows every string of hair. God knows you. God knows you better than you. So he wants you to be able to just seek him and ask him for the answers. Ask, ask him to help you in whatever situation that you need to be fixing. Allow God to help you. Understand, there's nothing too hard for him. Listen, it's nothing better than to be operating in your purpose, in your calling. A lot of times people just think, oh, well, God called me to preach. That's fine and dandy. You know, preaching at church, to be honest with you, that's the easy part. The challenging part is when the church doors close, when church is out, when the benediction has been given. Now, you're about to face the real world, life outside of the church. God may have you to minister to someone that you don't even know. God may give you a word to give somebody who may not even look like you. And not only not look like you, but it may look like that person don't even want to be fooled with you. But God said, I want you to go to that person. Been there. (laughs) Been there. One time I was at Parkland Hospital sitting on the inmate. And while I was there, God told me to say something to this young lady. And I'm up here looking, and that young lady, I'm like, uh-uh. This, she she looked wild. She was, bam, bam, beating her head. And, and I'm, I'm like, oh, no, uh-uh. And then guess what? I looked, and here come the chaplain. The chaplain want to talk to her. I'm like, ooh, yes, thank the Lord. Yes, I'm going to pray for that brother right there. I'm praying for her. I'm praying for him, praying for the chaplain, praying for the chaplain. And then a few minutes later, this chaplain got up. I'm like, hey, how you doing? He said, he looked at me. He said, that woman crazy. I don't want to fool with her and ran. And God said, I want you to talk to her. Me? I said, now, wait a minute, God. Now, if the chaplain, this was before I accepted my calling to preach. If the chaplain ran off. What what make you think I ain't going to run off from her? He said, you need to go with And guess what I did to somebody else? I ministered to somebody else. Let me get some water right quick. I ministered to somebody else. They received. I was like, yes. When I got done, I was like, yes. God, thank you. He said, thank you. Thank you. That's it's very good that you did. Very good of what you did. But you still didn't do what I told you to do. I want you to speak to that young lady. <clears throat> we were in a psychiatric ward. And I said, oh, Lord. By now, hours have passed. And many people have went to try to talk to that young lady. It didn't register. But God telling me, this little kid right here, and there were people that were older than me. They appeared to be more seasoned than me. And they were running off. And so finally, at the end of the day, I say, God, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Tell me what do I do. Tell me what do I say. And he told me to say something. 
And as I began to speak to that person, the person that was beside them started speaking. And kind of found out the person that was beside the young lady was her sister. And kind of found out as I began to speak, God was leading me on what to say. Kind of find out she knew of my family. She knew of our church. And I was like, wow. And long story short, I began to speak to that young lady directly. And she looked at me. And she responded unlike all the other time that she was responding to the mother people. She said, okay. She said some more things. It was years ago. I don't remember everything. But after I got done, I was like, wow, Lord, thank you. And he said, imagine, imagine the heartache, the stress. You could have saved yourself if you had went on and did it in the first place. That was an eye-opening experience for me. So now, what about you? Are you stalling or are you hauling? Are you doing what God told you to do? Or are you putting it on the back burner? Are you waiting? Are you waiting for somebody? God told you to do it. Are you waiting? I always think about the ten lepers when they were sick. I found out during the scripture of reading it, it said they were healed as they went. They were healed as they went. So you think about it. God may have your healing as you go. That healing don't have to just be a physical healing. It can be emotional. It can be mental. It can be financial. You may be healed as you go. So go and do what God told you to do. No longer stall. Don't even compare yourself to others. Don't worry about how you're going to do it. Just do it. Don't worry about how it's going to work out. That ain't your problem. It's God's problem. As a matter of fact, there was a song that says, why are you trying to figure it out? God already worked it out. So we're going to trust God. And so as we get ready to pray, whatever situation you may be facing or dealing with, Always tell people there's nothing too hard for God. There is nothing too hard for God. The Bible tells us, now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Just in case you do not say, Romans 10 and 9 tells us, if thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ as thy Savior and believe their heart that God raised from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth confession that made us to salvation. It's not a coincidence of all nights, the week the night before Valentine's, the second Sunday in February of twenty twenty two. It's not a coincidence that you're watching this. Even with the technical difficulties, even with the Super Bowl going on, all that stuff. Okay, that's fine and dandy. But you might not have been thinking about it. While the, matter of fact, you might have been watching the Super Bowl game and you see everybody else in their calling, in their purpose, but you're trying to figure out about you. Have you considered talking to God? Now, you might have spoken to everybody else, but have you spoken to God? 
You have seek counsel from everybody else. But not only have you sought God, but did you speak to yourself? Because remember, you're the one that's going to be doing it. You're the one that God is talking to, but you might not be listening. Maybe God has spoken to you, but you put it in the back burner. You're trying to find every excuse not to do it. Telling you, there's nothing like being obedient to God. So I want you to be guilty in being obedient to what God told you to do. And I know, like I said, I appreciate the late night hour that we're here right now. You know, um, it's a beautiful thing to receive what God has for you. It's a beautiful thing. See, when your faith, excuse me, when your obedience meets your purpose, it's a unity like peanut butter and chocolate. You put them together, you got a Reese's peanut butter cup. Mm. So that's something for us to think about. We need to obey God in every area of our lives. Trust him. God will never fail you. There is no failure in God, only a failure in us. So the next time you look in the mirror, if you haven't done what God told you to do, you're already failing. Stop failing. God has victory for you. Like I said, God did not create you and give you an assignment for failure. Everything God has given us is supposed to succeed. Remember, in the Bible, in Genesis, the Bible told us when God made stuff, it was good. He made you. He made you with your own mind. He made you with a purpose, with a calling. He made you. And guess what? Like Like the young folks say, it's all good. So just in case you're not saved. Romans 10 and 9 tells us, if, shall, if thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ as thy Savior, and believe in the heart that God will raise him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Like I said, there's nothing too hard for God. There's nothing too hard for God. Sometimes God just want to, like I said, I mentioned earlier, God want to give you some nuggets. Sometimes God just want to have a conversation with you. You know, God want to just check up on you and see how you're doing with what he gave you. And also to make sure you have what you need. And when you take care of what God wants you to do, not only he will supply your needs, but because he can trust you, he can give you your wants. Why? Because your heart, because your desire or God's desire. Your desires are God's desire. God's desire is your desire. I meant to say that. Your desire, excuse me, God's desire is your desire. You want to please God. So you ask God, God, what do you want me to do? God, what is your will for me? What is your purpose for me? Can I do to please you? That excites God. So why are we stressing ourselves out is something that God already fixed. God already worked it out. So as we get ready to pray, I want you to come right now. And like I said, for those who may be may not be saved, this is a great opportunity for you to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. 
It's not it's not hard being saved. The hardest part is us trying to still hold on to our will. But what we gotta do, we gotta surrender our will and our ways to God. I promise you he know way more than us. I promise you that. So as we get ready to pray, we're gonna send every petition up before God. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you right now. We thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We come to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on tonight. We come to you right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for being a merciful God, being a faithful God. God, we, I'm, matter of fact, right now, God, I'm praying for that person right now who's having pain right now, sharp pain like in their left arm right now. There's someone that's having an experience in pain right now. I'm speaking for healing and deliverance right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we're speaking, God, that you unstiff those th- those limbs right now. God, we're speaking right now, God, that you strengthen, God, the joints right now, God. Strengthen them right now, God. In the name of Jesus, even with the devil trying to set in arthritis or set in abnormality, even set in stiffness, uh, tightness of the muscle, we bind that spirit and send it back to the pits of hell right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we speaking right now, God, that you help us in every area of our lives right now, God. We surrender our will and ways to you right now, God. There is nothing too hard for you, God. So, God, we speaking right now, God, for those who may feel like inadequate, God, those who may feel like they're unimportant, those who may feel discouraged from obeying the purpose and plan you have for them. We speaking right now, God, that you help them right now, God. God, let them know who you are, God. In the midst of knowing who you are, help them to understand who they are in you right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we speak it right now, God, that you break every generational curse right now. In the name of Jesus, God, someone who may be dealing with a confused mind right now, we speak, God, that you deliver, set them free right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we even speaking right now, God, for my friend, my uh, my friend that has those headaches right now, God. We speaking right now, God, that you uh, reveal the situation right now, God. Reveal the problem right now, God. And now we're speaking of healing right now. In the name of Jesus, we bind every spirit of stress and fatigue right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we we even speaking right now, God, for sweet sleep right now, God. In the name of Jesus, we speaking for deliverance. So be saved and set free right now. In the name of Jesus, and we thank you, Lord, for a beautiful week. We thank you, Lord, for your purpose being revealed right now. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for the testimony to come from this right now. In the name of Jesus, and we give you the glory and the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. Thank each and every one who tuned in. Uh, if you want to catch me, you can catch me on Facebook. My name is Brother Prater. Also, um, you can see my daily devotions and uh, videos. Also, um, you can go to the store section. Excuse me. You can go to my website at brotherprater.com, brotherprater.com. Uh, you can see my daily devotion and also um, uh, videos and also personal appearances. Also, you can go to the store section of my uh, website where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood. A few good men was written to inform uh, men their needs and responsibilities toward their family, their children, even their children's mother. Also, you can purchase my book, The Girl Who Wasn't a Brother's Keeper. Uh, this is a story uh, in tribute to my sister, Sheila Prater. Um, 
I want to thank each and one who tuned in. Once again, I thank you all. I'm praying that you have a safe, safe, safe week. And I want y'all to know that not only I love you, but most importantly, God loves you. And once again, I want to thank each and one who have helped me throughout the years. There's going to be many other things that's going to be coming um, for the weeks, for the months, for the years to come. I'll look forward to this. And just know, stop procrastinating. Stop procrastination. Continue to just trust God and do what he tells you to do. And find yourself being obedient to the will of ways of God. And I promise you, your life will never be the same. So I thank each and every one of you all who tuned in. And thank you, thank you, thank you to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. God bless you and good night. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.